This is Getting Past the Subtitles. I am Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And welcome to the first week of our brand new time travel series. What kind of witty name would you come up with this time? It shouldn't be too hard compared to uh, Thailand. Right. It's just time travel series. Just time <laughs> Boring. Um, we just wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up the, uh, Thailand series from last week. Um, pretty interesting. Good films from there. Some classics, some good ones. And this week we are kind of changing directory, picking an interesting theme. I enjoy time travel movies. They're always kind of fun to watch and they're always like, it's like a playground, like a sandbox theme, you know? Like, you can always... There's always room to play around there. But for some reason, like, the movies that come out are generally the same, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's always, always like, very similar. Either groundhog, like, it's, it's either always, like, a Groundhog Day kind of thing, or, like, somewhere in, like, revolving in a mystery setting, you know? Or, like, a romance. Or, like, a romance. It's... It's funny that like it's a sandbox, but I don't know if enough people take risks with it. You know what I mean? Like there's been, I mean, even like in the American market, right? There's been like already even like 2020, there was a lot. Like I remember watching Palm Springs. I don't know if you've seen that one, which is on, it's like an indie movie. I think this is on Amazon, which wasn't bad, but it was like a Groundhog Day kind of theme. And then there's, like, another action one that, like, flopped, which I forgot the name of, which is basically, like, a John Wick spin on a Groundhog Day theme. Basically, yeah, there's, like, a lot, but I wish people would do more. But for this movie, we're starting off with 2010's um, The Girl Who Left Through Time, or I guess the actual is Time Traveler, The Girl Who Left Through Time. This is directed by Masaki Tanaguchi. Uh, as before, released in 2010. It is based... Okay, the root base is actually on a novel that came out in like... I think it was serialized in 1965 through 66. Uh, written by Masaki Tanaguchi. Oh, they're both Tanaguchis. Huh. Um, but I th- this movie is... So the original novel has been adapted like 11 times in different medias. And this movie is actually the second live action adaptation of the novel. The first one was in 1983 called like The Girl Who Conquered Time or something like that. And this movie is actually, I think, a sequel to that movie. So this is like an adaptation of an adaptation in a strange way. And so basically like... The one in 1983 is actually about, like, the basically Akari's mother and then Ken, whatever his name is, the time traveler guy. It's actually, like, the pre-story of that when they were in high school. Mm. And then this movie basically takes place with, uh, her name is Kazaku, right? Or Kaz- I forgot. Uh, yeah, Kazuko. Is it Kazuko's daughter, Akari? So when I read that, I was like... Maybe that could explain some of, like, some incoherencies that we talked about in this movie. 
we just have to watch the first one in 1983. Yeah, but I don't think they kind of market it like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely not like straight pick off from it, but it's like an indirect kind of sequel. You know what I mean? No one goes into this movie thinking, oh, I have to watch the other one before I watch this one. (laughs) From 1983. Yeah, exactly. It's like like three decades prior. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, the novel's been... I think the most well-known of time, The Girl Who Left in Time is the anime from 2006. Um, And funny enough, the main actress, uh, Rika Naka, or... Risa Naka actually voiced the protagonist in the anime and then comes back in 2010 and then plays the protagonist. In the oh, wow. Action. So that's pretty cool. And on top of that, her co-star, Akiyoshi Nakao, who plays Ryota, they're actually married in real life. What the? Yeah. They got, they're, they've been married since 2013. They have a kid and all. It's pretty, pretty wild. Nice. So, I guess that answers your question, Lee. It, it was a romance, as we talked off on air before. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, this movie is pretty much about uh, this teenage girl who just turns 18 years old. Her name is Akari Yoshiyama. And I guess she, like, gets into, like, the, a pharmaceutical class at her school or something. Like, it kind of opens up with this celebration of getting into a particular particular class and her mom is a pharmaceutical researcher and so i guess it kind of like joins her class or something like that or basically i guess the daughter wants to follow in the footsteps of her mother um so she does it and they kind of celebrate and basically the mother like i said is a researcher and on the side she's trying to formulate a particular liquid that will time travel like people and like objects and on like some particular day uh the mom gets injured in a car accident as all japanese people do in movies and kind of like on her quote-unquote deathbed but she never dies it's like she's in a coma she basically instructs akari to like take the liquid and then travel back in time to 1972 and to pass on a message to um, some guy named uh, Kazuo uh, Fukumachi, which is like her old classmate in high school, essentially. And so Akari basically follows her instruction and drinks the liquid, but she ends up actually time traveling, but into the wrong date. She mixes up the date and goes two years later in 1974 instead of 72. And she even ends up in, like, the wrong science class or science laboratory. She ends up, like, falling on this guy in some uh, university in Tokyo. And that guy's name is uh, Ryota. And so, basically, he, like, helps her out and then brings her to his house to kind of, like, take care of her. And then they kind of befriend each other. And he accompanies her trying to, like, track down um, this uh, Kazuo guy and so Akari basically like tries to investigate and like talks to like goes to the previous middle school where she was tries to talk to the students but nobody recognizes the uh, uh, Kazuo 
but everybody knows who um, her mom is. And then she tracks her, her mom down to her high school and then ends up talking to her. But even her mom can't remember who Kazuo is. And so she's kind of like stuck in that. Um, and so in tandem with like this investigation of trying to find a Kazuo, uh, Akari's kind of gets in the middle of like these relationship affairs between her parents because basically her mom and her father are divorced or separated but then she ends up finding out that her dad is like in that timeline and so she kind of like tries to piece together there while also having like her own sort of complicated relationship with Ryota along the way um and so like later on uh Ryota and Akari basically their plan is to buy like a newspaper column and put like an ad to in the future to like get the attention of Kazuo and pretty much like that's the answer and then they kind of like wait it out um and then eventually like the Kazuo from the future time travels back in time who ends up being like a completely different guy like the whole thing between them is like he fell in love with her mom and he used to be a time traveler and then he like has to erase everybody's memory to like clear up the timeline kind of thing. And pretty much at the end of the movie, Akari tries to like mend the relationship between her and Ryota as there's like a downfall that happens. Um, but then it turns out like the twist is that Ryota actually dies in 1974 due to like this tragic bus app accident that happens when he's trying to go back home to um not akita but a town close to akita i forgot um noshiro trying to go back to noshiro but basically like he has to die because you know it's you can't change the past or whatever and so uh kazuo's real name is actually ken like ken soguro or something like that and then he ends up like erasing akita's memory and everybody in the past and then puts her back into her present day future in 2010 and then basically leaves him leaves her a memento of Ryota which is like a movie that they made and that's pretty much the end of it that's how it kind of goes uh all in all you know the movie is it's kind of like a little bit of tidbits and it kind of strays from the time travel gimmick and is overall like not really a movie about the time travel itself or like the objective per se, but more of like her mendling and like these relationships between her parents. And it's kind of like a romance drama in that way. What do you think of that? What did you think of like the overall structure of that, of this movie? Very tropey. <laughs> and there's very, a lot of in, incoherent moments, I think in terms of story and how the story progresses and what's going on in the story mm. and the character motivations and and character like logic I felt like <laughs> was kind of weird. Sure. So those are some of the things that I thought about it. Overall I think the movie I think the in, most interesting parts about of the movie was the relationship between um Gosetsu mm. Gotetsu Gotetsu and yeah. and his friend Ryota. Who's basically, yeah, Ryota, yeah. And the relationship that they had. I think that was the most interesting part of the movie. 
<laughs> it was like hardly like anything though. <laughs> I don't know. They were, they were just it, like filmmaking. I think that was more interesting because they actually felt like, you know, real friends and they were just doing stuff together. Whereas like Akari being there and doing her her like mission was all very like it's just it was just fluff like there's nothing important really there i felt like right in terms of like the stakes and what the purpose of it was and like mm. everything that happened and especially like when the mother Got hit by the car. I was just like, <laughs> "What, dude? <laughs> come on, man! So, Are we really doing this right now?" <laughs> so Japanesey. <laughs> you can't do like a proper like, jap like Japanese kind of blockbuster film where like sad moments, tragic moments, without it, a car accident. You just can't. But that's that's not even like a Japanesey thing. Mm. It's the very like, the most tropey accident moment ever and she like is in the hospital and not able to get up and the mother then the daughter is yeah. like she doesn't even die do it's just like all so underwhelming you know like it, like it, nothing has an impact of yeah and anything. also like it's just akari's logic of her mother telling her about the time liquid and she's just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to mm. do that. I'll do that. She's not, she's not ever like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? <laughs> Does that, that doesn't even make sense, you know? Uh-huh. So things like that were very off-putting for me in, in this movie. It's a, it's a plot where you don't ask questions <laughs> where nobody asks questions, you know? Nobody you, asks you, questions. You just gotta, you just gotta run with it. I mean, it's funny that this is like a time travel film that never like questions time paradoxes. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just a factor there. Like she goes back in time. Like the only way that it does something like that is when Ken shows up. He's like, "No, you can't save. You can't save Ryota. Like the past has to stay the same." But they just kind of like de facto everything to like. I'll erase your memories and then everything is good to go, you know? But even, like, she'll go back in time and then she talks to, like, her mom. Like, just straight up. Like, there's no questioning of, like, is this going to mess things up in the future or, like, anything in that sense? But she's so bold about it. Like, she's not even scared to just walk up to her mom and be like, hey, I'm looking for this guy. Like, you pointed out before, she just gives her the photo. It's like, do you know this person? And then, like, she's also in the photo. And then mom's like, oh, that's me. Now nah, I don't know that guy. <laughs> like, even, yeah. like, the mom in the past is just, like, is not, like, super confused as one should be. <laughs> you know? Exactly. There's so many, so much of that in the movie. And the characters don't feel like they are real because of that. Like, they don't feel mm-hmm. like they're actually human beings. <laughs> They feel like they're characters made for a movie. Right. And when that happens, you it really kind of takes you out of the movie, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it feels like forced in the way that you just have to keep, like, the plot moving or, like, you have to keep 
keep hitting from one beat to the next. Like the movie never like has a a sitting moment with the characters, you know, to flesh things out. But then yeah. like but then like vice versa, like the movie itself in a way is that because like there's no like action or like the whole like actual purpose of the story. Like what you mostly see is like Akira and Ryota and then Akira like getting involved in in like Ryota's life as like I want to be a filmmaker and then like oh those are my parents relationship I wonder if I can mend it like now in the past that, that kind of thing but like the, I think it's the end result of everything like never amounts to anything right like she tries to mend her parents relationship in the past in a way but it still ends up being the same where he's like yeah I'm still gonna go to the US and study photography and mom's like, yeah, I'm still going to let him do that. And then even with her and Ryota, like, he still dies on the bus. And none of them, like, their their relationship is still oddly complex. You know what I mean? Like, nothing ever, like, is changed. There's two main, I think, problems with this movie. The first problem is that the logic of tra- time travel in this movie is never explained. Right. And it's never like it's okay. Sometimes it's okay if they don't explain it. But in this movie, they gave us a reason why we should try to understand how the time travel works. Right. Which is Kazuo comes back and yeah. he's like, You can't change the past. Yeah. Right? He like he like actively stops Nakari from trying to stop her from changing the past. Mm-hmm. And if he's trying to stop her, there must be a reason why, right? Like, but that's never explained. You're never under. You never understand why he's actually trying to make her stop. Right. Like, there's nothing there that's like allowing the viewer to resonate and and like appreciate what's happening there. It's mm. just. It's just like he just t- tells her to stop because it's gonna be different. But why is that bad? You know what I mean? Like, there's uh-huh. not nothing explained there. And number two is that. The characters never really have a, an arc, like right. throughout the story. Like Akari, there's nothing that she really changed about Akari. Like she doesn't have this like crazy growth, or she doesn't have some kind of like change mm. in terms of how she approaches life. Which the only thing that kind of happened is she had this little moment of romance and. And that didn't happen, and everything <laughs> turned back to normal. And she goes back yeah. to the present, and she's with the mom. And there's nothing really that changed there either. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Within their relationship, it's still the same. There was nothing bad or good that really happened there, mm. aside from maybe her waking up, her mother waking up, and that's it. Right, like finally getting better. So like, yeah. So like, there's no feeling of satisfaction from the beginning and to the end. Mm-hmm. Where we kind of expect there to be some kind of, you know, revelation or change within the character. Yeah. Especially within, like, a time travel story. Yeah, I mean, like, to play, like, what ifs or to, like, re- rewriting the story. I could understand doing a story that's, like, you know, you go back in time. Like, this girl goes back in time for whatever reason. And then, like, the the main plot of, like sending the message to the guy in the future is basically like a MacGuffin just chasing it, but there's no, like, there's no real impact behind it. And like the meat of it is like the relationships that she makes 
Patriota like in the past and kind of like you get invested into this relationship and into like this world of the 70s and then by the end of the movie um it's all kind of like robbed from her right and like yeah. i feel like you're supposed to feel like oh man it was robbed from her like it meant so much to the character and it's therefore it's supposed to mean so much to us that by the mm-hmm. end it's like you hit the reset button because she forgets everything like, i can understand like the purpose of that of like getting those feelings of like so much investment into the 70s and then when she's like memories erased and you go back to the present everything is robbed like the revelation of like the feeling is like tragedy in a way but here it's like mm-hmm. we don't care about anything that happened in the 70s like what we got and saw it's like i wasn't really invested in like anything that happened in the middle yeah, of the even story. like the romance between rota and akari yeah right it didn't really feel like a romance and so while you're watching it you're never like invested in their relationship mm-hmm. in the way that you kind of normally might do when maybe like you're watching like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or like watching about time like there's romances there that feel so much more like visceral right right whereas in this in this movie the romance between rota and akari really isn't like a romance it's very like yeah half-assed <laughs> like i get what there were i get that it was yeah, tread lightly territory you know mm-hmm. and, the, and the fact that well she's 18 from the future and then he's like sure he's probably like 20 in the 70s but if yeah. you go forward in time he's 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 like what in the, his 50s right so it's like taboo yeah. in this age gap you know but they still have like these feelings that are kind of blooming so the film kind of like treads lightly on that where it's like yeah we could be a romance but in reality it would it would just be re- really taboo and so it keeps going back and forth between like eh, eh. don't don't make a movie about your dad's friend then man. <laughs> don't put the characters in that situation yeah like uh, it's not that hard yeah i mean th- like in my opinion like that's where it went wrong when it started suggesting that there was a romance between them like if you just kept it mm. pure friendship probably would have been better to a degree i agree you know but you you threw you had to throw these like go ahead and make it awkward situations. I mean, pretty much the scene where it happens is when like the night scene when they're under the kotatsu, and then basically Akari brings it up and it's like, why did you take me in? And after that scene, it's like, oh, you just made it awkward. Why'd you have to do that? That and also the lab scene at the end. Yeah, at the end when she's like, don't go. <laughs> and he's like, Dude, what do you mean? <laughs> We're just friends. And he kisses her on the forehead yeah. and it's like, it's the closest you can get. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, any particular liking moments in the movie though? Uh, I like the, I like the movie inside the movie. <laughs> I, li- I like the little stop motion thing that they did and the futuristic thing mm. and... I like the little, you know, cameo of Akari at the end, right. walking in the cherry blossoms. Like, that movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was good. I don't know about this movie, but uh, that movie. <laughs> Planet of Light. That's the movie we should have watched. Oof. Big oof. Now, I agree. I think I, 
I think all those moments were, were pretty good too. Mm. Uh, all those like idiota scenes, you can call them, I guess, like his life trying to be yeah. a filmmaker. And then maybe that, it's kind of because we resonate with that a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously. And it's funny, like you know, I was watching this, and it had a, it's been a while since I watched it the first time, so I kind of like forgot about a lot of things. And like watching this. Because, like, in the beginning, it's, like, hinting towards... I mean, obviously, you know that Akari's father is, like, a filmmaker. She's like, oh, yeah, I still talk to your dad. And he's, like, shooting back in Japan. So when you meet Ryota, like, you kind of gravitate towards, like, oh, maybe that's her father. But then, mm. but then like, the, the whole, like, awkward romance stuff happens. And then I guess revealed that uh, Gotatsu, who's, like, basically the DP, is her father. You're like, oh, okay. you know what was really weird? What was really weird was that ba- the bath scene <laughs> when, Kot- Kote- when they first meet Kotetsu. Yeah, and he's just bathing in the in the uh, just, bath, and she just comes in and he's just super chill. And about he's it. like naked and super chill about it. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, what's weird that and just like even just the whole past romance between her parents, like Kotetsu is like twenty. Three. The guy looks like twenty five years old. There. Meanwhile, hella old. Meanwhile, her mom at that age is still like, it's like just getting into high school, like yeah, literally like a freshman. <laughs> and so that's why it like made no sense in that sense. Where I just, like, I just feel like this movie has some issues with that, like <laughs> you know. And then, like in the end, he brings the projector, and he's like, "Oh yeah, how you doing?" She's kind of like exactly like scumbag even dad. with the relationship with the father, like there's nothing there that really changed, right? Or right. like there's no real discovery there. You would in terms of Akari. You would think yeah. that there would be more, like Akari would, like there would be more investment or more time spent in that in that like world, you know, like more yeah. of like Akari trying to get to know Gotetsu or trying to like mingle, get to know in the their father. affairs because. Even before that, she expresses like wanting to know interest her in the father. Exactly, but then when she finally like meets him in the seventies, it's like it doesn't really even matter. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like part of the story. Yeah, it's just like, do you have to go to the U.S.? No, okay. I and mean, she just kind of like lets it go. It's like no, exactly. like those are the kind of things that I feel like the movie kind of dropped the ball on. You know, mm. like it would have been interesting to explore the father and the history between the mother or like the relationship between Akari and the father and how she understands the father better in the past and when she comes back to the future she's able to mend relationships or like have a better understanding of the father or something like that right right none of that happens she just meets the father he just gives the projector they just bounce, they just bounce. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> yeah like just... what what is the story there you know what I mean yeah it's more concerned with like just this random, just this random student like Ryota. Like he's, like he really has no like prior significance in her life besides like when she gets there. He's just kind of like also, a hook also, to like, oh, I know your dad by the way, and then like, oh, he's also connected to who your mom is. Like you know what I mean? That and also Kazu. Like who cares about him? Like he's such a like yeah. non character in this movie. That that is and true. And he's like the biggest MacGuffin in the movie. Like <laughs> we're supposed to like try to find this guy and once we find him, like he's like not even important to the story. Like right. he's he's he doesn't even feel like 
a very like crucial part of the story whereas like go go tetsu as a father feels like a more interesting character to like develop you know yeah but then they decide to like bring this guy some weird random dude he's not even the younger version he's like the older version so you're just right. even more confused and you, you're just like okay like they're talking about the time travel part and they're trying to like um like push it into the story jab it into the story somehow yeah. and make it relevant where when like it really doesn't have much mm. like foothold in the in the film well it's kind of like like they forced it in because it's like, oh, hey, don't forget about like the whole reason why she's like traveled back into time, you know? Because like once, like in the beginning, she's looking for this guy Kazuo Fukumachi, and then like by the middle of the movie, like she stops caring. Like we just stop looking for him altogether, you know? We're just completely in the world of like Ryota and her dad and whatever, whatever. And then just like randomly, randomly, uh, Kazuo comes back as like from the future you know and uh, and then they're like dumping all this random exposition on you like oh yeah, yeah. I, i'm actually from the future and then like i had a romance with their mom and then like i left and now i'm back because you're causing problems in the past basically. yeah it, it, like that's the thing like, i think the premise of the film is just bad mm. you know like they just went with a bad premise like her having to go back in time to try to find this guy who who like to the mother like is like a romance with the mother but we don't care about that like, yeah not at all we're not even following <laughs> we're not even following the mother that in the movie like we're following akari so like they, that has no relevance to the story because it's literally like what like three minutes of the movie when we talk to um the mother in the past and right then, and then get the kazuo stuff so it's like irrelevant to the investment as an audience to the characters mm. so it's just feels bad you know yeah and that in that sense that's why it's like if you watch the 1983 movie which kind of like fills in those gaps it's like oh it, it kind of probably make a little sense as to why but in this movie as like a standalone which feels like it's supposed to be a standalone as well it's a it just, 1983 movie you're referencing dude yeah like, and it's like i don't think that's <laughs> how they meant the movie to be watched you know yeah Oh, oh. Unless they specifically were like, this is a sequel right. to that movie. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything as like as far as the marketing for this film in 2010 was. So, <laughs> who knows? Mm -hmm. But still, it's three decades is too long to kind of be like, hey, by the way, yeah. sequel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, it's a nice little Easter egg, but it's not something that really helps the story in any way, right? Yeah, I think overall, like, if the movie had shifted focus towards, like, get let's get rid of like Ryota altogether, and replace Ryota with like Gotetsu, and it was mm -hmm. like it was like Akari and Gotetsu like trying to figure out who's this Kazuo guy, but then along the way, like, she figures out oh Gotetsu's dad, and then like in that way, you could build on that relationship more. I think it would have been perfect. Yeah. If I think it would have been um, yeah more interesting knowing that the mother had another love interest uh -huh. and that was the reason why kotetsu and the mom has a weird relationship oh because you know it, it never really specifies when they're talking on the boat in the beginning uh -huh. like they seem to have a decent relationship with each other right the mom and the dad 
but it's not like a good relationship in the sense like right. they're like always hanging out or whatever mm-hmm. obviously they're separated so there must have been something there yeah and so like it it's fertile ground for some kind of interesting relationship between right or kazuo and like gotetsu and the mother and like Figuring that out would have been fun and interesting, but uh, like that doesn't happen in the movie. No? Not I wish at all. that would have happened in the movie. <laughs> that, that would have been fun. That would have been interesting. But yeah. you know, like the direction they went in this movie was completely different. So it's like it kind of pulled me for a loop, you know, as I was watching it. <laughs> right. Yeah, like as we're talking about, it, I'm like nothing. Like it's really just all these subplots, and like not focusing on one is seems like its biggest downfall. Really? Yeah. You know what I mean? It like, never fleshes out anything. Exactly. And you're, pro- you're trying to do too much here. You're trying to do too much here. Um, but I mean, like, in other terms of, like, the tone is is fine. Like, I, I think I enjoyed the tone. I enjoyed, of like, just, like, the feel of the movie overall. It was, like, this yeah. comedy kind of drama film. But just, like, mainly what we're kind of criticizing is, like, the script itself, in a way. It's just, like, just the story aspects. But overall, I think there, like, there is one more thing that I I do have to criticize. Did it age you well? Know what it is. Did it age you well? Know what it is. <laughs> did this? You know what I'm talking about? Did the CGI, the CGI age well? <laughs> oh my goodness! Please don't ever do that. It's so unnecessary. They could have found a way to be more nuanced and elegant with time travel. Yeah, I think you know. And it was like, Especially on it's the live only action. sequence of its kind in the movie. Like, it's the only time that it happens. Like, it's jarring, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like out of like left field and it's jarring and it doesn't look good, especially as it ages. Mm-hmm. There were, there were definitely much better options to go instead of doing this whole like CGI chase sequence. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like watch other time travel movies. There are so many uh, like more elegant ways that people have done tra- time travel. You know, just use a cut, just, just or completely goofy ways, but right. it's still better. Just just use a cut. Just use a cut. Like the secret was bad, but this is worse <laughs> in terms of like traveling time. I did the secret is like miles better than this. Yeah, all obviously like, uh-huh. it's miles better, but yeah. I still didn't like the way that they did it with the. Building like piano, crashing, like stuff, yeah, but, yeah. but the piano part was fine. But the building crashing CGI and all of that was kind of like it. Oh, in the end, like the yeah. I mean, yeah. because in the beginning they never really show the time travel part. You, it, it's just infer. You just infer it, you know. Yeah, it's just there. It's for- only at the end when they actually show that like moment. <laughs> Should have just inferred it more. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the points was I gonna make? I mean, yeah. What did you What did you think of like the transitions and like the editing? They were like so amateur, like Premiere Pro ish. Like the swipe. There's like a few times where like you you know like the screen flip mm-hmm. one like that happens. Yeah, I mean, like, like it, it's it really depends on the movie, I think, and and the kind of tone that they're going for. I, I didn't mind it too much, but... It feels aged. Yeah. It's just, it's like, I mean, sometimes, yeah, it, it can be jarring. Because if, especially when you watch, like, a lot of movies where it's a lot more subtle mm-hmm. in, their, in their editing, you know? And then you watch something like this, and it's very jarring. But I felt that way when I watched um, the the, uh, the DMZ movie. Um, DMZ? The, uh, what's... 
Yeah, remember? No. The Korean one. Oh, well, I, I'm running a blank on the name of the movie. Oh, the, wait, the military one? That was like the mystery? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. What's the name of that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there was a wipe there, too. That was very, like, blatant uh-huh. and, and kind of jarring. But it was it still worked for the movie, you know? Yeah. I mean, it probably worked better there than here, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, What do you think of, like, the quote-unquote, like, twist of the movie? I think probably the most quote-unquote plot twist was that Yota was supposed to get on the bus, right? And then that bus was the one that crashes and kills everybody when it falls off the cliff. Uh, it, it wasn't really a twist for me because I knew I knew <laughs> like it, a mile away. Like, oh, no. As, as soon as they talked about the bus in the very beginning mm. of the movie, I was like, yeah, this is going to come back. <laughs> it's such an obvious trope, you know? So cliche. Just like yeah. pl- plant the seed a little here, and then here's the payoff way by the end. It, it feels very cheap, you know, because like... yeah. It doesn't feel like they really put in the effort to kind of make it worth it. Mm. It's just like like drama sake for drama sake. Like like the uncle literally just throws out this like random like talking point about how he was supposed to be on that bus while the news happens to be talking about an incident that happened like 30 years ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Like like is this something that we honor? <laughs> Yeah, like, why? Like, it's, like, 30 years ago. No, The news doesn't talk about things that happened 30 years ago. You know? or, like it's yeah. so, like, out of place, I feel like. It's the same thing that I felt with um, when there's, like, the falling out between uh, Akari and Ryota, right? I mean, cause, I mean, these are all, like you said, just tropes and kind of, like, mm-hmm. beats that you have to have in a story. With So, like, he gets a call home and his dad ends up having a stroke and he's, like... What am I doing with my life? And then he has, that's the reason why he has to go back home. But like, yeah. even like that moment, like he gets the phone call and it just kind of like happens out of the blue in a way. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, here's your little payoff to like set this piece in motion, you know? But then there's like, I had trouble with that scene because I don't know, like it wasn't dramatic enough. Like they weren't really angry at each other per se. He was just like angry at himself and then she just kind of caught wind of it. Yeah. It's, it was, yeah. Their motivations really were weak yeah. in the movie. <laughs> For every, everything. Just every all, one of their motivations. Just all around. Uh, um, did you... I also noticed that... Um, the... Like, even the motivation for, like trying to find Kazuo just kind of like gets lost right they try to buy like the the newspaper column and then that like that answers like that's the pro- like the puzzle piece to the thing like they do it and then they like wait and then Kazuo just shows up yeah it's and then like <laughs> it's so crazy that that little column costs like almost $400 USD if you try yeah it, it just all of those stuff feel very like half-assed. But what can we do about it? Nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Most hated scene? 
Oh, yeah, CGI. That's for sure. The CGI scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I overall, like, it just needs work. What, 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 are you, what is your enjoyment of this movie, watching it? Like I said, I kind of like the overall feel of the movie. Like, it's it's pretty light. It's like an easy watch. Um, I agree with you. Like, I, I think the moments of when he's, like, making a movie within the movie, those are pretty fun to see. <clears throat> um, that's pretty much it, <laughs> honestly. Like, I, I like the watching it the second time, it just kind of, like, wears off more. Like, you kind of, like, notice more of the holes more of the holes and it just doesn't like age too well mm. in that sense so just watch the anime <laughs> yeah like as i was watching it honestly i don't i don't think i was overtly like opposed to it i didn't like hate it yeah. watching it like it wasn't something there wasn't anything like so blasphemous that i was like i can't watch this <laughs> It's but, just, like, looking back at it yeah. and kind of, like, thinking about it, I don't think it was, like, a really, like, well, like, planned out. Yeah. As, it's not as tight as, like, I would have hoped or liked. It's what, like, the, like, the story moments and beats, I felt like, weren't really satisfying. Mm-hmm. And, like, the ending and everything, it just didn't really, like, um, reach a certain point where I felt like the movie should have reached, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those cases where once you start talking about the movie, the less positive things you give about it, like, you know, but like in the moment of like watching it, it's not like terrible. Like it isn't a bad mm. movie while watching it, but really, but you know, just once you like take a step back and if you have somebody to discuss it with, the more I feel like you kind of realize some things about it in that sense. Mm. But yeah, I mean like, I think that in that sense, like, even the acting has to do with why it's pretty good. Like, the acting is pretty good. And, like, the characters are enjoyable to see moment to moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think that's, like, really important as to while you're watching it. Like, as long as you have good performances and semi-interesting characters, it can fly by. But it really, like, like we said, we're kind of, like, criticizing the story and, like, the structure of how it goes. When you look at it in that sense, it's like, eh. eh. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it's like, she reminds me a lot of like, uh, what's that movie? Oh, did we watch the movie? Was it, I want to eat your pancreas. Mm-hmm. We watched that we one. Watched that yeah. one. Oh, I'm thinking of another one though. Don't forget me not. I don't know if you heard about I that watched. one. Nope. Um, which is like, it's another Japanese film, but basically it's like this guy i don't know if he has a crush on her or if like well i think like it ends up being like vice versa like she also likes him mm-hmm. but like nobody remembers who this girl is but only he does and then like inevitably she's like don't forget about me i don't know some weird like plot device in that sense but, like her character reminds me a lot of akari like mm. even the actors themselves kind of share some physical appearances but they're always like that, like giddy girl kind of character, you know, that quirky yeah. feel to them. It's a fun character. Um, yeah, overall it's okay. 
so something that you would recommend? No, uh, if you're really bored and then there's nothing else to watch, <laughs> sure. But like as a story, like in, if you're interested in like watching a good story, uh-huh. I don't think so. Maybe like you can put this on the background while you're doing something. <laughs> Ooh, burn. <laughs> That's kind of rough. I'm sorry. Ooh, but... burn. It's kitchen movie. It's cooking movie. Yeah, you can. While you're cooking, you know, you can leave it on. Dang. If you understand English. Dang. I mean, if Japanese. you understand Japanese. It's a it's a soft recommendation. It's a soft recommendation. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I would just say watch the anime instead. Which is... Yeah, probably that's... That's the call, probably. Which I think is, like, pretty different. Like, it's not, like, a one-to-one thing, like... Even the character is different. Like, it doesn't follow... Like, Akari follows the mom's niece, not even his daughter. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, Yeah, it's different in, in that sense. And I think it's like... I think that one is more of a Groundhog Day, like, time loop kind of thing. So... But it's refreshing in that way, I guess. Moving on. What's next? Next is... Heaven Soldier. Heaven Soldier. I actually have not watched this movie. So we are both going in blind. Dun, dun, so dun. it might be not that great. But dun, dun. <laughs> but it's a different kind of movie, you know? Like, you know, since we're doing time travel, hmm. like we talked about before, like sometimes it's very similar. But th- I think this is kind of different in how it approaches it. So... Says hopefully in in that term it might be interesting to watch. Action! It's a period action comedy. Exactly. Huh. Huh. Those are words that you don't see together often. Period, action, comedy. You know what? Travel. Time, time travel. travel. Time travel. As like overhead. I'm looking at mm-hmm. the posters, and there's literally a guy Three with dudes, a bow and right? arrow. Yep. Another guy with like a machine gun, and then another guy with like a pistol. But like one is from That's like, what I'm saying. like two, three completely different eras. Okay, okay. When I use, when I think of that term, I think of like the good, bad, and the and the, ugly. And the weird. Oh yeah. When if the, those characters are so diverse, they feel like they come in different time periods. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this will be fun. If if anything, it'll be different. So, for better or worse, at least mm. different. Um, yeah. So, Heaven's Soldier. I can't really tell you where to see it right now, but I'm sure you will find it. It's on Amazon. Oh, you have to buy the nice. DVD. you have to buy the DVD though. Just kidding. I lied. Do as you will. We will see you there. Peace.